This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. It's Friday, October the 1st. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Now, you probably don't want to hear his name again, and I really promise you don't want to have to say it, but there is more today following the sentencing of Wayne Cousins for the murder of Sarah Everard. The 48-year-old from Deal will never be released from prison after kidnapping Sarah as she walked home in London in March. At the time, he was a serving Metropolitan Police officer and used that position to falsely arrest the 33-year-old. Well, the force has vowed to make the streets safer for women and girls, but the policing minister says officers will need to work hard to regain public trust. Kit Morthouse also says it's right for people to challenge officers who approach them on their own. These kind of stories do raise question marks in people's minds. I can understand particularly given the circumstances and I think it would be perfectly reasonable for somebody to question the officer, seek reassurance or calling in 999 if they feel in danger, then I'm afraid that's where we've got to. Well, that statement's not gone down well with Labour's Jess Phillips who says asking the public to change behaviour should not be the priority. We need to have an understanding very, very quickly of exactly what the policies are, exactly how they need to change. Much better than telling women to flag down buses if they're approached by police officers that they don't trust. The Met says it's stopping single-person plainclothes patrols and will deploy 650 new officers as part of a strategy to improve safety. But the issue of women's safety on our streets was the topic of discussion on the lowdown on our Facebook Live last night. Leisha Gallagher was joined by Medway Labour councillor Theresa Murray, Violence Against Women and Girls campaigner Leah Uwabi and Claire Davey from the Fawcett Society. Well, let's hear some of what they had to say starting with Councillor Murray. I think we, we've got to take collective responsibility for this in society, haven't we? we? We can't give up the streets. We've got to make the streets safe. And one of the issues is that we need to have more policing. There's no doubt in my mind about that. As a councillor, I've seen street policing, neighbourhood policing decline hugely in the last 10 years. And I think that if people know that the police are out on the streets to protect them, they will feel safer. Then there are things that we can do about the streets themselves, make lighting better, make public transport feel safer. Well, all of those things, to me, are are essentials and and we've got an absolute right to, to expect that they can happen. Yeah, I think it's interesting there you um, mentioned about police uh, and that is something we will come to later in the programme because obviously that is a big debate today about whether they they should be in greater presence on the street or not um, with what's happened. But I'll come to Claire next just to give um, Claire a chance to have her say. Um, Obviously, we've heard quite a few um, horrendous cases of violence against women in Kent recently and many women, rightly so, feeling a bit more unsafe on the streets perhaps. Yeah, I think unfortunately that is the case. It it sort of struck home with this particular Sarah Everard case that she was on a main road, you know, following a lot of the guidelines that women are given, like stay on a main road and be lit, be visible. Um, And clearly that still didn't, um, in this case, very sadly, didn't um, protect her. Um, But I think we've got to be sort of very careful about sort of the language that we are using, i.e. giving sort of guidance to women about how to remain safe rather than addressing the underlying um, root cause problem. And 
you know, some of the language in some of the media reports, regardless of which case it is, often depicts it also as sort of an isolated incident. And I think we can look at all of these incidents as part of a common thread, you know, an underlying systemic issue rather than, unfortunately, as women, we cannot see it as an isolated incident. Uh, Leah, I can see you're, you're nodding along there. Is that something you would agree with? Yeah, I mean, I've I've worked in the front line um, and done, championed a lot of work around VARG. And um, it is a systemic patriarchal kind of violence. It's a public health issue. It's an epidemic. And we need to address the root causes. I, I mean, I, I second that, Claire, where we do need to educate both men and women. But mm -hmm. I think that we do need to address those root causes because then it's just that perpetuating cycle. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that if we can get to the root of it, then having that public health approach, we will be able to, you know, look at this in a, not as, as an isolated incident, but rather, mm. you know, looking at it in a wider context. And, you know, Teresa, you spoke a bit about contextual safeguarding, which I absolutely agree with. Mm. You know, it's everybody's problem and we need to have more collective, you know, um, impact mm. and presence in the community to actually tackle this issue. Well, you can watch that programme in full. Just head to Kent Online on Facebook or Twitter. Meantime, it's understood five serving officers are now being investigated after inappropriate messages were shared in a WhatsApp group with Wayne Cousins. Concerns have also been raised about why previous offences he might have committed weren't looked into. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today. And a nursery in Ashford has been closed following the death of a child. Our reporter, Rhys Griffiths, has been working on this. Rhys, what do we know so far? So at this point, we understand that last Thursday at around midday, emergency services were called to Jelly Beans Day Nursery in Ashford. Responding to a medical emergency that involved a child that was in the care of the nursery, um, that child was later taken to hospital and sadly they later died. Now, the incident has been referred to the Education Watchdog Ofsted and earlier on today they told me that they have suspended the nursery's registration due to what they describe as serious safeguarding concerns and the nursery will remain closed while those investigations are ongoing. The News of the suspension and the subsequent closure of the nursery was uh, revealed to parents by email on Monday this week, uh, an email which we have seen and was sent shortly after 7pm informing them that as a result of the incident that took place last Thursday, the nursery would be closed until further notice. At this point, we don't know how long that suspension will be. The nursery have suggested that it could be anything up to six weeks. And obviously, with an incident of such seriousness, you can expect those investigations to be quite uh, a thorough process will need to be carried out. Um, in terms of looking to the future, we are hoping that we will get some uh, comment from the uh, nursery managers and the company behind the nursery. Uh, early on today I did speak very briefly to uh, a member of staff, the nursery manager, who declined to uh, comment on the matter and I think there is obviously some sensitivity around the identity of the child themselves. Um, but it is obviously a great shock to all parents whose children were attending the nursery, I'm sure that there will be much sadness that something quite so tragic has occurred. Thanks ever so much, Reese. We will, of course, keep you updated on any further developments. Police have been searching fields and woodland near Tunbridge Wells as they investigate the death of Sabina Nessa. The primary school teacher was killed as she walked through a park in Kidbrook on her way to meet a friend two weeks ago. 
Officers set up a cordon on Dundale Road at the junction with the A21 and Maidstone Road yesterday and are likely to remain there until the weekend. A body found in a field near Bromley at the weekend has been confirmed as a pensioner who went missing from Westrum seven years ago. Margaret Payne, who was 81, disappeared in April 2014, but her body's only just been discovered by dog walkers in Biggin Hill. An inquest will now be held to find out how she died. There are still long queues at some petrol stations in Kent a week after people started panic buying fuel. The government says the situation is improving, but the South East is thought to be one of the area's worst affected. It's been caused by a shortage of tanker drivers and the army are still on standby to help out with deliveries if needed. A Margate mum has issued a stark warning after her son swallowed magnetic toys that are popular on YouTube. Seven-year-old Mickey Hambly needed emergency surgery after being rushed to the QEQM. This is his mum, Elaine. I don't think many people actually know the seriousness of the damage they can cause. Our son... We bought him some for his birthday, where we watched the videos, he loved them, we played with them together. I always counted them at night, put them away, and then where kids are kids, they end up arguing over these ones are mine, these are mine. Some got lost, so I started to get rid of them. And then we noticed my son started having severe stomach pains. We took him to the hospital on Monday the 6th, early hours in the morning. The 7th, we had a scan done and an x-ray, which I then noticed in the x-ray, it was these little magnets that was causing his pains. So we got blue-lighted up to Evelina Hospital in London, which then, the next day, they done an emergency laparotomy to get them out. The doctor had even showed us that he had three puncture holes in his bowel, obviously where they have got connected together because they are that strong we had to stay in there for a week afterwards because his recovery time which he has recovered but he still can't do half of the things that he likes to do he can't bike ride he can't scooter he can't play in the playground at school he can't do PE which is very upsetting for him and I just wanted to get the awareness out because London Hospital have also said they have had a few cases with other children, some serious, more serious, some not as serious. Even the vets have had problems with dogs and cats where they've been swallowing them. They look so fun and advertising, but then they also look like little sweets that you can get off birthday cakes. So kids are obviously going to try and put them in their mouth, which they shouldn't, but kids as they are, they do. And I just wanted to warn other parents that these magnet bees are so dangerous. We do wish Mickey all the very best with his recovery. You can see pictures of those magnets and the x-ray as well by heading to Kent Online. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street, Maidstone. A former Kent police officer is facing a jail sentence for the sexual exploitation of a teenager. The 61-year-old from Folkestone and a 39-year-old man from Gravesend have both been convicted of assaulting the victim last year. They'll be sentenced in November. Police have sealed off a playing field on Sheppey after a 15-year-old girl was sexually assaulted. Officers were called to a field near Edward Road in Queenborough on Wednesday evening. It's thought the 
victim knew the suspect, but so far no one has been arrested. Residents are angry about plans for a link road joining a new garden village to the M2. Developers want to build 2,000 homes at Lidzing, but people living in nearby Breadhurst say a road to the motorway would destroy surrounding countryside. A protest is expected at a crucial meeting on Monday. Meantime, 27,000 homes could be built in Medway in the next 16 years. The council's proposal would see most of the development focused on the Hoo Peninsula and be supported with new highways and rail improvements. If approved, the plans will go to residents' consultation over the next few months. People under the age of 18 are no longer allowed to get Botox or cosmetic fillers. Seven Oaks MP Laura Trott is behind the new law which is being introduced from today. Official figures suggest tens of thousands of procedures have previously been carried out on under-18s every year. Anyone going against the legislation could get an unlimited fine. Nurse Sally Hallam from Pinkies Beauty in Raynham has welcomed the move and says it'll help protect youngsters. Obviously there's a lot of intelligent people out there that are under 18 but they they've not got that life experience they don't actually understand necessarily the complications of having injectables and I think that um their skin is so young you know we look at the skin you know as a whole um so we treat it not only for injectables but for other dermatological reasons so um, taking both of those aspects involved, you know, they they just don't know what the contraindications are actually going to be long term. So, you know, like in their 40s or 50s, I think they're very unaware. They just want it for the here and now. And it is the start of October, the month it seems we're encouraged to give up smoking and take a break from alcohol. You may well know someone who signed up for Stoptober to help quit lighting up or go sober for October. Well, Medway GP Dr Julian Spinks says there's a real chance of people succeeding with everyone supporting each other. I think that the more effort you put into it, the more likely you are to succeed. That sounds very simple, but it's absolutely true. And the more help you accept will make a difference. Difference. Uh, amazingly, you have a 3% more people quit just because a doctor says, do you know what, you should quit. Um, the, the reason for things like Stoptober is that there's a proportion of smokers who are actually ready to quit, but it's just actually finding that point at which you do it. It's the, you know, when I get round to it, I'll do it. So it gives them something to hang on. Things like the apps, the, the tailored quit plans make a difference. Um, going to stop smoking services, whether it's GPs or other areas, and getting nicotine replacement therapy, or there's medication as well. All of that helps. And one message I always say, which is fascinating, is that actually um, the fact you may have tried five times and failed, the next time you're still as likely to succeed as the previous time. So it's not like if you've done it a few times, it's not going to happen. And we are still in a case, although obesity is coming up on the rails, that actually stopping smoking has the biggest effect on people's health of all the interventions we can do. And I mean, is there a danger maybe with people starting this month tempted to go completely cold turkey, they completely cut everything off and think that's the best way to do it. Would that have any physical or mental effects maybe on the person doing it rather than gently weaning off or, you know, there's been discussions about swapping to vaping for a while and even though there are no, you know, long-term research on vaping, but, you know, maybe that might be better and easier for someone. There is nothing wrong with going cold turkey apart from the fact that it's much harder and uh, you know, it's rather like the argument, if you're not a very fit person, between having a bicycle or an e-bike. Uh, the fact is the e-bike actually gets you out and about and taking more exercise because it assists you to get around. 
Um, and so the same thing with anything you have that actually helps people quit, you're just more likely to succeed. And that ultimately is the reason. There's a sort of slightly there's a macho, shall we say, thing about, well, I want to do it by cold turkey to prove I can do it by myself. If you want to do that, that is fine. But for most people, having something else will make a difference. Stats given to the Kent Online podcast show smoking rates in the county have fallen from around one in five in 2011 to less than one in seven in 2019. Kent Online reports. There are calls for domestic abuse victims in Kent to be allowed to take pets with them to a safe shelter. It's feared some people are putting off getting help because they don't want to leave their animal behind. Council bosses say they're working to change the system. We're being warned to expect strong winds and heavy rain in Kent tomorrow. A yellow alert's been issued for the afternoon and evening. Forecasters say gusts of up to 65 miles per hour could hit the coast with as much as 40 millimetres of rain falling in just three to six hours. A new surfing experience could be coming to Kent, perhaps one for better weather. There are plans for a wave garden to be created at Betts Hanger Country Park near Deal. It could be similar to the wave in Bristol, which generates up to 1,000 waves per hour. Well, Mark Quinn is from Quinn Estates, who are behind it. We're looking at doubling the size of this park to take it all the way to Deal. It creates a two-acre green lung between Deal and Betzhanger. The other thing that we're launching today um, is basically uh, a deal to, to create a wave garden, which is a unique uh, surf um, facility experience. Um, there's none in the southeast of England and you're only allowed one in each key area and, and this would be the one for the southeast of England. Um, so we anticipate that we could be looking at, at, at transforming our visitor level numbers from 170,000 a year towards 700,000 a year with the, the creation of this facility. It creates hundreds of jobs, um, it creates a, a, a huge amount of opportunities for, for all, every person, disabled, uh, every type of person to be able to join in and enjoy the benefits of, of surfing, of bodyboarding, uh, of all the things that this wave garden enables you to do. We've been talking to Deidre Wells, who's the chief exec of Visit Kent, and she's been moaning on at me for years that they need a five-star uh, facility, um, something like the, Gro- the Grove has uh, in Hertfordshire. So we're looking at basically trying to create um, a, a real piece of overnight infrastructure that will give the quality and luxury that we think this area deserves. Princess Anne has been visiting a school in Ramsgate to talk to pupils about how they've overcome challenges during the pandemic. The Princess Royal was flown into the Royal Harbour Academy by helicopter yesterday. She also stopped off in Ashford to go to an event for horse riding and equestrian care. And children at Kent Hospital are getting the chance to sit on a motorbike that features in the new James Bond film. The Triumph, which appears in No Time to Die, will be at Darren Valley near Dartford as part of a Christmas fundraiser. Chris Pratt's motorbike from Jurassic World and the one Tom Cruise rides in Mission Impossible 3 will also be there along with a half a million pounds special edition Lamborghini. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham will be hoping to continue a decent week in League One as they welcome Wigan Athletic to Priestfield this weekend. The Jules are 18th in the table after a 2-0 win over Cambridge United on Tuesday. Danny Lloyd scored the winner that night and says they really feel like they've now found some form. I think every three points in this league this year is going to be massively satisfying. Um, but, you know, we hadn't had a win since Morecambe, should have been a couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, we'd had a couple of really good performances, your first half at Burton, first half at Shrewsbury, um, second half here at home against Charlton, where we feel like we, 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 we could have maybe come away with more. So, you know, I think as a 90 minutes, that was probably the most satisfying 90 minute 
game where we can say right we've done good things throughout the whole game um, so yeah it was, it was nice to, to get it over the line we're going to need everybody um, you know the gaffer says it a lot in his interviews and stuff that you know the squad's going to be needed and um, you know obviously I hadn't started for a few games um, a couple of weeks ago and then you know I've come in and um, you know come on against Charlton and then started the last couple so you know it's it it, it just comes and swings and roundabouts and you just got to make sure you're ready and we are a good group we we you know we got some real characters in this dressing room some lads are, you know keep keep everyone very entertained so you know it's it's a good place it's, the, the spirit the spirit's good in, in the team and um, we we're just looking forward to the weekend now. The last seven days have been have been brilliant, um, so it, it, for me personally, it's just I've got to, I've got to try and keep keep it going and just build on this now, um, and keep hopefully contributing to the team because that's what I've been brought in to do. I've been brought in to to drive the team forward, be attacking, be creative, and you know put put a real shift in, and that that is my baseline really. Um, my baseline has always been just app graft you graft for the full 90 minutes and, and, and anything else comes afterwards is, is a bonus so that's what I will hopefully continue to do and you know hopefully there's many more appearances for, for the club this season. Kickoff tomorrow is at three and you'll be able to follow the match action at kentonline.co.uk and Ken Starren Stevens has been named in the Professional Cricketers Association's Team of the Year. The 45 year old helped the Spitfires become T20 Blast champions and also had a good county championship season. Well that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. To do it, just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk.